Umagyanatimirandasya Gyanandana Salakaya Chakshurumiritam Dhiratasmi Sri Gurve Nama Nama Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Swami Sri Bhakti Vedanta Prabhupada Yati Nama Guravagyam Shirasidharjam Shaktyavesha Swarupine Hare Krishna Ti Mantrena Paschacha Prachadarine Vishpacharja Pravajaja Dibya Karunya Mutaye Shri Bhagavata Madhudya Gita Gyana Pradayane Gora Shri Rupa Siddhanta Sarasati Nishevine Radha Krishna Padam Bhoja Bringaya Gurve Namaha Devam Divyatanam Suchanda Vadanam Balaka Chelanchitam Sandranandapuram Sadeka Varanam Vairagya Vidyam Budhim Shri Siddhanta Nidhim Shubhakti Lasitam Saraswatanam Varam Banditam Shubadam Madeka Sharanam Nyashishwaram Shridharam Shri Gauri Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai Harinam Prabhu Ki Jai Bhaktabrinda Ki Jai Guru Premanandi so again, I'd like to welcome all of you, especially my old friend Rathiyatra Das, who I haven't seen for some time, although I saw you a couple of times at, uh, at Brahma's house when we were having Gita Darshan there. Today, this morning, I'm going to speak about Sanatana Goswami Prabhu. I was under the impression that today is the Tirubhav Guru Purnim and Tirubhav of Sri Sanatana Goswami Prabhu, but apparently some calendars date it tomorrow, so... We'll start today and we'll finish tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Guru Purnim is, uh, is a generic, Purnim means the full moon, Guru Purnim is a generic Hindu holy day in which the Guru is, is honored. And so all over India and other parts, for that matter, in these days, disciples will honor their Guru and honor the person of, uh, of Vyas. However, in Gaudiya Sampradaya, it just so happens, and appropriately so, that the Guru Purnima corresponds with the Tirubhav of Sanatana Goswami Prabhu. Tirubhav means the, the day of the disappearance, the day in which Sanatana Goswami left the mortal world, leaving behind the wealth of the of Gaudiya Sampradaya that he was the very architect of. Sanatana Goswami Prabhu is sometimes called Mundu Baba. It means shaved Baba. So, shaved head. He kept his head shaved. And when he left the world in Vrindavan, everyone in Vrindavan, Mathura, Mandal, the whole circle of Mathura, Shave their head, in by way, in in effect, to say, we are the followers of Sanatana Goswami. At that time, of course, he was quite old, and like father and grandfather to all of the people in all of the uh, villages in in the Braj Mandal, when he would come into a particular village 
area on his on his parikrama. Then, uh, young and old, children, adults alike would run to him and 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 with such affection for him that uh, they related to him like uh, like a father, like a like a caretaker. Although he was the saint that 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 he is, I mean to say that some formal regard was conspicuous by its absence in the face of their affection. It is mentioned by Sri Rupa, the younger brother of Sanatana Goswami, who considered himself as a disciple of Sanatana, that Vishwambaya Guru Seva, he says, when beginning his great treatise, Bhaktivedanta Sindhu, and coming to the point of describing the angas of bhakti, the, the limbs of of the practice of the culture of devotion. He says, Vishvam Bena Guru Seva. This is among the first of things he says. He says, first uh, that uh, Guru Parashraya, Diksha Shikshadi, and uh, Vishvam Bena Guru Seva, one should take shelter of a guru, means come sit, hear from him, then receive the Diksha, that seed you to be watered by shiksha, and Bishram Bena Guru Seva. This is a very nice idea, he says, with affection. Bishvat means faith, Bishram Bena means firm faith, and also means uh, equality. So, we are not equal to our Gurudev, but there is such an identity that's formed uh, in, in this uh, connection through initiation between guru and disciple, that there's a kind of uh, there, a kind of equality comes about, a likeness in in, in kind and a oneness in in desire and and much to be said about that. But Rupa Goswami's idea here basically is that one should affectionately serve, like Arjuna's friend of Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. You may be familiar with Bhagavad Gita. And his uh, uh, disciple, servant. The, uh, Arjuna is what we call Purisambandi. He's a city friend of Krishna. Not like a, a, the, the friends in, in Braj. In the coward friends of Krishna, then there's full Vishramba. Vishramba is the pradhan of Sakya. Full equality. They know no difference between Krishna and themselves. Therefore they do not hesitate even to uh, put their feet on his shoulders. But Arjuna will hesitate. He's friend, but his friendship is, is tempered by a sense of the godhood of Bhagwan Sri Krishna, the speaker of the Gita. So when he shows his godhood, for example, in a prominent way in the 11th chapter, what does Arjuna say? Oh, hey Krishna, hey Saketi. Oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> I got so close to you, I said, oh, I talk with you, in, almost in a derogatory way. Hey Krishna, hey Saketi. My friend, I identified you with the with the with the uh, the yadus. Myself with the pandavas. In this way, I I almost mockingly spoke of you as as friends. will sometimes chide one another. Oh, it's inappropriate of me. So the uh, his sense of uh, relationship with Krishna, while friendly, is tempered by by Aishwarya, by knowledge of the godhood of Krishna. This is absent in the Braj, in the cowherd village amongst those devotees. But 
and we find it in Arjuna, and so we find it in Arjuna, a friend and disciple. So the relationship between guru and disciple should come to something like that. This is the idea of Rupa Goswami. Friendly. He is my best friend, and I'm his servant also. It's not a servant that means to say out of law. Tasmat guru prapadjigna. What is it? Tasmat guru prapadjigna. Jignasu se uttamam. Tasmat guru prapadjita. What does it mean? One must accept a guru. What does it mean? It means, it is, this means, I must accept. Do you understand? Not you must accept. It is a, it is a law. No, I must, I feel it. I must accept. Here my, my, my future lies. What has come before me is my very prospect in life. What my ideal my highest ideal in my heart is, it's come before me, mirrored before me by the grace of, of God, that I may pursue it in a practical way through his example and the teaching that he gives and so forth. This is so, so special relationship between guru and disciple. This, as I, and Rupa Goswami has marked it in this way, Vishram Bena Guru Seva with full affection and love, close to him, hearing from him. It, our relationship ideally should be such that we have so much identified ourselves with our Gurudev in service that we will find him serving us. How is that? If I see you as my right hand, then I will not neglect you. You will be busy working for me, and I will make sure you have prashad, even if I am cooking it myself. You understand? Guru is cooking for the disciple serving. This way, you take prashad. This kind of uh, bond, this kind of relationship, that's what Rupa Goswami is talking about. He felt like this in relation to Sanatana Goswami also. It is said, Vidyavachaspati was the guru of Sanatana Prabhu. And it is said, it is mentioned in Bhakti Bhattanakar that it is, unf- it is not possible to fathom, fathom the oceanic depth of his regard for his Gurudev. Sanatana Goswami, in this way, in later years, in years, uh, he, later years, moving in the Braj, as I said, when people would see him in the village, they would come affectionately and hold on to his hand. They were so attached to him that when he left the world, everyone in the blood shaved their head as if to say, we are the followers of Sanatana Goswami. Tomorrow we will shave. <laughs> we will show our allegiance in a symbolic way, but it must be more than symbolic. Much to be said about that, but with regard to the history of Sanatana Goswami, we know that he came... This is a, a comment I've, I've given about his leaving, but he came into the world as a Saraswati Brahmin, and uh, his father was from the south, moved to Bengal. He was residing in Ramkeli. Ramkeli is known as Gupta Vrindavan, hidden Vrindavan. It is in the, on the Bengal side of India. And there, in Ramkeli, Gupta Vrindavan, there's Gupta means hidden. There's uh, there's a Shamakun, there's a Radhakun, and uh, all these uh, 
symbolic uh, representations of the Leela Stali, the places of Krishna's pastime in Vrindavan. He came to reside there. He uh, became engaged in the, in the government service. At that time, Bengal was ruled by uh, a, a particular type of uh, uh, Muslim uh, sect that had previously been uh, subjugated. They were kind of like almost slaves, but they, they rose up and were successful in a, in a coup. And Nawab Hussein Sah, who's mentioned in in the literature, became the, uh, the governor of Bengal and Sanatana Goswami, Rupa Goswami, his younger brother as well, both working in the government. And they were very um, well situated there. They were from Hindu uh, birth, but they were very learned in, in, uh, in, in, in worldly ways, in, uh, in diplomacy, in, uh, in politics, and they knew many languages, and uh, they were valuable to the government. And because of his work with the government and his intermingling closely with the, the Muslims, who by Hindu standards were unclean, he considered himself very low. In fact, Sanatana Goswami, Rupa Goswami, are the standards of humility we find in Chaitanya Lila. Krishna's Kaviraj also is sometimes identified in that way. Chaitanya Dev, he said, Trinata Pisu Nichena. If you hear about Gaudiya Vaishnavism, it's very charming, very attractive idea. There's a saying in Bengal, Oh, I heard about the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I wanted to become a Gaudiya Vaishnav. Then I heard this shloka, that has come from the mouth of Chaitanya Dev himself. What does it mean? That... You must be, he said, more humble than a blade of grass, more tolerant than a tree. Expect no honor for yourself, give all honor to others. Then you can enter my group, Kirtaniya Sadahari. Then you are a fixed member, Sadah, Kirtaniya Sadahari. It means fixed. Nishta, this means, in the devotional. Ladder given by Rupa Goswami, Ado, Shraddha, Tata, Sadhusanga, Bhajanakriya, Anarta, Nibhiti, Nishta, Tata, Aruchis, Asakti, Bhav, and Prem. This is the development. Ado, Shraddha. First comes some faith. Faith is awakened. And then, as faith is awakened, we seek association that will nourish that faith. In the context of that Sadhusanga, is the second stage, we find a sadhu who sticks out, who stands out by his example, by his precept. And then we take shelter of him. That means diksha, he gives bhajana kriya. He tells us the particulars of practice. As we do that with a do-or-die attitude, then all unwanted things come out of the heart. And proportionately we become fixed in our practice. This is nishta, kirtaniya sadahari. And you cannot get there without Trinadapi Sunichena being more humble than a blade of grass, as Mahabhava said, more tolerant than the tree. I've said many times, especially here, every day we are seeing so many blades of grass. Look outside, how many trees do you see? 
Do you know the sloka of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Do you know the, and how many trees have you seen? Yeah. In your life, so many. Since you have, been, since you have come to Chaitanya's mission, so many trees. And I've seen so many trees. How many times you thought of the shloka? That you should be more tolerant than a tree, standing there, giving shade, while taking the sun himself, shading you. Even if you go to cut the tree down, it will shade you in the process. No complaints. In the winter, it is cold. The tree gives warmth also. If you take shelter at the base of the tree, you'll find some warmth. So many times we are looking at the tree, so many blades of grass, we are walking on them. And we never think of what Mahabhava said about that. Mahabhava saw the tree. He saw the grass. And they spoke to him in this way. He did not sit down to write some poetry. The environment spoke to him. This is Krishna consciousness. Krishna is everywhere. In everything. Of course, we find Krishna through our Guru, so we will see ultimately our Guru everywhere. First he will say, I am here. Only here. Listen only to me. And for good reason. If we listen very carefully, one day he will spin us around and we look the other way and we see everywhere. The whole environment is speaking those things to me. The environment is in the language of Siddharmarsh. Of course, he was paraphrasing poetically a famous shloka from Bhagavatam. He said it in a, in, a, in, a, in a beautiful poetic statement. The environment is friendly. The environment, nothing is working against you. You are going upstream, that's all. God is not against you. It's for you. What's happening? Every day the sun is rising, every day the sun is setting. What is happening? You can say many things about that, but Bhagavatam says Ayurharati. Life is being diminished by that. Life as you know it is being taken away with the rising and the setting of the sun. In other words, the rising and setting of the sun are saying something to us. How many times have you seen the setting of the sun? It's beautiful here. You can see almost the ocean and the rising. And what do you think about it? How you satisfy your senses? How you meet your mind's demands today and survive and become happy? <laughs> but never thinking, oh, my life is being taken away by this rising and setting of the sun. But it can be counteracted. That sun can be count. That sun's influence can be counteracted. Uttamashlokavartaya, by these kind of sessions, talking about Krishna. Uttamashloka, that uh, that God who's that that aspect of God, who can only be spoken of poetically, because he exemplifies the very heart of divinity. Krishna is the love life of Godhead of the absolute. Mahaprabhu, in this way, he heard the environment. He was interested in Krishna consciousness. Not from an intellectual point of view. Just to satisfy curiosity. Truly interested. We had to become like that. He said, in me, what? You will not find a scent of love of Krishna. Not a trace. 
What is the evidence? He said, I'm carrying on with my daily habits, eating, taking some rest, my insect-like existence, he said. This is how he described ordinary activities that even the monk has some license for. He said, if I had any love of Krishna, then how would I go on doing these things, maintaining this life in separation from him? This is the proof I have no... Naprema Not a scent of love can be found in me. Everyone is fond of saying how they are on the right path. They have got the right way. They are... <laughs> Who has, feels he has not. Who has, he can be a little satisfied. You may say you're right, you may say you're right, but it's okay. Who's always arguing, we might question. Who says, yeah, that, that could be. That is fine. You like that? All right, fine. This is a higher devotee. <laughs> Sometimes he has to enter the fray for preaching. That's true. To establish the position of my Lord, what does he actually say? What does he stand for? My succession, my lineage, and so forth. That is for the, the preaching sector. The preaching is not everything. If you preach nicely, that means you're always talking about Krishna nicely. That means appropriately, according to Siddhanta and so forth. Proper devotional conclusions. Your words can be backed by scripture. If you do that nicely, what will happen? You will start eventually talking about things that Krishna is embarrassed to hear. Rupa Goswami did that. Mahaprabhu disguised his inner life in Rathayatra by singing a mundane love song, a song from Kavya Prakash, it means secular Rashastra, a mundane love song, like a cinema song. Now imagine if you go to the San Francisco Rathayatra and one Swami is just singing a, a mundane song, well, you'll think well, he is crazy, there's something wrong with him, what is he doing? <laughs> of all places, uh, if at all, but here in Rathayatra. This is what Mahaprabhu was doing. This is a song from Kavya Prakash. Uh, but Rupa Goswami could understand what was the intent behind that. So he made it public. He wrote his own verse in Sanskrit and tacked it on the wall of his hut. And Chaitanya Dev, he saw that, he took it and tore it up, gave him a slap. How can you say this, say this about me? How do you know these things? <laughs> How is it possible? You must have got the mercy of Sarup Damodar. He knows. No one else knows. Now you know. Now we're in trouble. Now we will go everywhere. Naratam prays what? Oh, he says, uh, what is that shlok? Naratam Thakur. When the day will come when the desire to establish the teaching of Rupa Goswami will appear in my heart. Rupa Goswami wanted to spread this. Naratam Thakur is a good follower of his. Mahaprabhu knew it's, it's trouble now. Rupa Goswami will tell us everywhere. God brother of mine said once he was a sannyasi, I was at that time a brahmachari, and he said, Do you know this shlok? Namo Mahabodhanaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gaurutrishe Namaha. I said, Yes, it's a famous shloka. You may know the shloka. He said, So what do you think of when you hear this shloka? I knew, oh, the Maharaj has some agenda here, some idea, so the ordinary answer will not suffice. 
So I said to Maharaj, you know the answer. You, you, you have something to say. What is it? Who, who, what, what do you think of? The verse says, oh, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is uh, most magnanimous, avatar, descent of Krishna. What is the evidence? He's giving Krishna praying, love of Krishna, everywhere, freely. He must be Krishna himself to give that and to give it freely. This is Krishna with magnanimity added to him to the extreme. After all, that is a secret affair, private affair. So what do you think of, he said. I ask you to tell what, Maharaj. Uh, he said, Rupa Goswami. Why? Rupa Goswami wrote that verse. Oh, I liked his answer very much. Where it has come from? What is the background of that? We shall show our regard there. These Goswamis, they are, uh, have given us the whole of the, what is the, the Gaudiya conception. We call Krishna consciousness, Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami. To follow them is not, uh, not so easy, in one sense. What they did, Sridhar once described, was like taking jewels and drilling hole in those jewels, holes in those jewels to make a necklace. Difficult for us to, to, to drill a hole in a jewel, that's difficult. He gives giving an example. But in another sense, it's easy to follow them, he said, because they've left for us only to put the string through the holes. That's all. So to follow Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, this is our, our ideal. They followed Mahaprabhu very, very closely. Although Sanatana Goswami was working in the government, he felt himself very low because of associating with people who were considered un- unclean. Still, he kept himself uh, in, in study of Bhagavatam. And ultimately, Mahaprabhu came to him in Ramkeli, visited him there, Rupa and Sanatana Goswami. He changed their names. He, that time he gave them the names, Rupa and Sanatana. And from there they began their preaching. Sanatana Goswami went from Ramkeli to Banares, to Vrindavan and Puri. He met Mahaprabhu at Ramkeli, he met him at Banaras. He did not meet him in Vrindavan, but he met him again in Puri. In Ramkeli he was worshipping the deity Madan Mohan. In Banaras, Mahaprabhu instructed him for a number of days. And the essence of those instructions are found in Chaitanya Charitamrita, we call Sanatana Siksha, chapters 20 and 21 of Madhilila. In Vrindavan, Sanatana Goswami did the work that Mahaprabhu asked of him, four things. Write books, establish Bhakti Siddhanta, the Siddhanta, the devotional conclusions. Excavate the places of Krishna's pastimes that have been lost over time. Establish the deity worship of Krishna, Radha Krishna in Vrindavan. And write about Vaishnav Sadachar, proper behavior for the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. He did those things there. Then he came to Puri. Amongst those things, what sticks out, they all stick out, but one thing that stands out 
and is of great significance to us, is the devotional writings of Sanatana Goswami, more than about Vaishnava Sadachar, behavior, character, that he wrote about in Hari Bhakti Vilas. His books in which he gives the Siddhanta of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. This is why we say he's like the architect of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. This Siddhanta, this Sambandha Gyan, we call it Sambandha. Kaviraj Goswami identifies him in this way. He says, what he says, Sanatan Kripai Painu Bhaktira Siddhanta Sri Rupa Kripai Painu Bhakti Rasa Pranta He said, from Sanatan Goswami I got the Siddhanta of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Here he means the Sambandha Gyan. And from Rupa Goswami I had learned the limits of, of Bhakti Rasa. This is an interesting point. These are two selfless souls, devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his parshads, eternal associates. They were moved in different ways by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to do different things. Is the work of Rupa Goswami more important than the Rupa work of Sanatana Goswami? We don't think like this, do we? It is offensive to think like that. If someone is pure, selfless, fully given themselves to Guru and Gauranga. One may move in a big circle and make thousands of disciples. And print open temples like my Guru Maharaj did. Om Vishnupad, Isimukhtivedanta, Sami, Prabhupada. One may move in a small circle, like my Sikshra Guru. Om Vishnupad, Bhakshakshidadi, Usami Maharaj. Kept himself in a small circle. We have similar examples in the Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Lokanath Goswami, he was keeping in a small circle. He wouldn't even allow anyone to serve him. But Narasim Thakur found a way to serve him, became his lone disciple. Narasim in turn made, made thousands of disciples. Certainly Narasim is not more pure than his Guru Lokanath. The point is, Krishna will move different devotees in different ways. Amongst the Goswamis, our Shastra Gurus, Sanatana Goswami was uh, moved in a particular way to write, and Rupa Goswami in a different way. Different deities also. The deity of Sanatana Goswami is Madan Mohanji. The deity of Rupa Goswami, Govindadev. Madan Mohan is the Abhidhya Deva. He is the God that presides over Sambandha Gyan. Sambandha. Abhidhya means is Govindaji. Govindaji presides over Abhidhya. Abhidhya means the means, the way. Sambandha means uh, like a conceptual orientation. If I conceptually orient you in a particular way, that will mandate a certain type of action which will bring about a certain fruit. So, first we need a conceptual orientation to go to Vaishnavism. What is it? What are you? What is the world? What is God? What is the relationship between you and God? These are all under the category of Samanda. This is the structure. This was the deity of the deity of Sambandagyan is Madan Mohan. The deity is worshipped by Sanatana Goswami, Madan Mohan. He is the Acharya who 
in our sampradaya who presides over sambandha, tattva. And his work it, it, it illustrates that. We have the great, the, the primal, uh, the, the seminal and most important work of Sanatana Goswami is Brihat Bhagavatamrita. This is this um, giving the sambandhas. Also we find in, in Sanatana Siksha where Mahabharu instructs Chaitanya, uh, Mahabharu Chaitanya instructs Sanatana Goswami, all sambandhagyan is given there. Rupa Goswami's primary book is Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. This is about execution of bhakti. Once you know who you are and who the Lord is and what the world is and, and so forth, to that extent, you can engage in bhakti. To that extent. This is an important point. Sambandha, diksha. Diksha falls under sambandha. Shiksha falls under Abhideya. Of course, Sambandha, uh, we also give Shiksha about Sambandha. That's another thing. It is said, Diksha Guru is singular. Shiksha Guru may be plural. You have one initiating Guru, number of Gurus who give Shiksha. One reason for that is that the Sambandha is one. You see, philosophy is one. The Bhakti that expresses that philosophy, that's the religious side of the religio-philosophical uh, metaphysic that we are uh, involved in. We call it achintya veda veda tattva. Ved abed. Abed is philosophy. Ved is religion. Philosophy unites, religion divides. The philosophy is advaigyan tattva, non-duality. The religious expression that we call bhakti brings a kind of variety within non-duality. Do you follow? Philosophy, the philosophy unites us. We are all Gaudiya Vaishnavas, for example. But the religious expression of that divides us. One is a sakka, another is a is gopi, as, as may be the case, different sentiments in the higher side, causing some 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 difference. Two types of difference. One type of difference based is based on anartha, that we don't want. Anartha means unwanted thing, means a, means a misconception. One type of anartha that's very prominent, it comes from nam aparad, is um, brahmatattva. It means to be bewildered about tattva, about siddhanta. That way we, therefore we take shelter of Sanatana Goswami. That we not be bewildered about siddhanta, about what's what. How do we arrive at siddhanta, devotional conclusion? You see, it's common these days, you will take something from a book or the tape or the letter and, 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 and cite it, and this is the siddhanta. But siddhanta is, this is a pro, this, siddhanta is a technical term. It's not how you arrive at Siddhanta. You just quote anything anywhere. You have to show. So you have to show what is Siddhanta. How you do that? First, you, the system is you posit a, an idea. This means Bishai. It's called Bishai. I say this. If you want to show what is the Siddhanta, to prove that then, that this is conclusive, then you must 
raise a doubt. That means you must know both sides. Do you understand? You make a point. And then you raise your own doubt about it. That's called sangshai. Then you strengthen that doubt. That's called purvapaksha. What does that mean? It means giving a huge argument against your point. You mount the whole argument against the point you make. You cannot just say, da, 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 I don't listen to your side. This is what I say. <laughs> this is Siddhanta. He said this here. It says this in this book. This is not. You, know. you say, I say, this is the point. Here is the verse. Here is the doubt some people raise. And here is the whole argument given against it. And then I show. I defeat the whole argument. And in the context of that is called, that is called Siddhanta. And in the context of defeating the argument and establishing the Siddhanta, I have to show that what I call Siddhanta, that that fits with the context, for example, in the book, there's Shastra, Shastra Sangati, Sangati means context. There's uh, Adhyaya Sangati, Pada Sangati. It means that I've, sh- I've given my conclusion, I've shown that established my point, defeated the opposition, and in doing so, I've demonstrated that my that what I've raised from Shastra as my evidence to support my case is actually not out of context. It's in context with the whole of the Shastra, with the whole of the Shastra, what the, what the Adyayi says, what the particular book says, what the particular chapter is all about. You can quote Bhagavatam, and you may be quoting the words of Hiranyakasipu. Big demon. Here one shloka. <laughs> this is the Siddhanta. <laughs> he cannot be like that. Is, oh, that's Hiranyakasipu speaking. And he's saying this. And this is what he's saying. And this is the chapter. That's just to give an idea of context. Hmm? This is, so this is not a... Uh, there's a system to this. And we pray through the, the grace of uh, Sanatana Goswami Prabhu on this such a day. We established the Bhakti Siddhanta. Brihat Bhagavatamrita is a great work. And the Sanatan Siksha of Chaitanya Charitamrita, you study these books over and over and over again. I quoted the verse from Kaviraj Goswami said, Sanatan Kripai Painu Bhakti Rasiddhanta. From Sanatan Goswami, I got the whole Siddhanta. In Prabhupada, in his Tika, in his commentary on that verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita, he says, Oh, one has to study, Bhak, what is it, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, if he to become Krishna conscious. This is why I'm tying it together, you see. This is Sambandha Gyan. He's given us huge comp- contribution, Sanatana Goswami. He's the Acharya in our Sampradaya that in one sense presides over Diksha as his deity, Madan Mohanji does. Madan Mohan, Jayato Surato Pangor Mamamando Matergati Matsarvasta Padam Bojo Radha Madana Mohano. It means jayatam surato. Jai, victory to Madan Mohan, who's surato, who's a great lover. It means, and it means who's very merciful. Surato, extremely merciful. Jayatam surato. And my position, jayatam surato pango mamamanda. Two enemies. Karma and Gyan, 
enemies of Shuddha Bhakti. Pongo means lame. I'm lame. Lame means physical. It means body. It means, as I'm explaining, it relates to the realm of karma. And Mamamunda, ill-advised, he says, deceived. Now we go to the, to, to the mental, intellectual realm. Gyan, karma and gyan. These two things, they cannot be involved in our motive if we are to tread the path of Shuddha Bhakti, pure Bhakti. It means not Bhakti for any, any material purpose. That doesn't just mean to get money, to get a good wife. That means to meet some emotional need, some psychological need that I have, that I don't even know about. And that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying, yes, Maharaj. Or whatever. <laughs> see, all this has to be sorted out. Not for karma, not, not, not for gyan. It means not for, not for mukti, not for liberation, not for relief from work, so that I can relax. I'm not doing this so that I can relax. I'm not doing this to get it done. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Finished. I'm done. Not like that. Doing it to get it over with. You see, free from all of this. Jayatam surato pango mamamandam teagati matsarvasvapadam bhujo radha madana muhano Kavirashka Swami offers his obeisances to that deity presiding over Sambandha. And Diksha falls under Sambandha. Siksha falls under Abhideya. Diksha, as I said, Diksha is singular. Because there's only one philosophy. But there's different expressions of it. In the, in the realm of preaching, there are different expressions, variety for preaching, ways of preaching, because there are many minds in the marketplace. So we have to, we have, to have uh, different types of presentations and difference in the realm of, of, of bhakti-ras itself also. They are friends of Krishna. They are the lovers of Krishna. They are the well-wishers of Krishna. These are all, this is all their expression. You see, variety, the difference, the, the, the religious side of the philosophical and religious equation that we're involved in, doesn't have to be, uh, doesn't have to separate us entirely. But if the difference comes from anartha, from not understanding siddhanta, ooh, then it becomes a problem. Then it has to be addressed. Because even if there is a union, from a religious point of view, like nowadays in Hinduism, people will get together and, oh, you're going to worship Shiva? Okay, you're with the Shiva group. We'll go with you to the Shiva temple. And you're going to worship Krishna? We'll go with you to Krishna. We're going to go to the Ganesh temple. We'll go to the Ganesh temple. People, there may be very distinct different philosophies underlying these different traditions, but people don't want to talk about those. Why? Because if they talk about those, that'll cause some division. So it appears that religious expression is uniting rather than the philosophical but that union is useless. You understand? That, u- that union is meaningless, superficial. When we have a union on a, based on philosophy, and then expression of it that, is, that causes a difference, that is, that is beauty. It's one song, but many notes. That's what we call harmony. One song, many notes. 
So Diksha is one. But Yabhidaya under Siksha, that may be many. So you may have many Siksha Guru, a number of Siksha Guru, one Diksha Guru. And Diksha Guru gives Sambandha. It means he gives, he gives a mantra. And then Chidzanatham Goswami Prabhu went to Puri. He met Mahaprabhu again in Puri. What happened there? He had traveled in the jungle and his body had uh, was breaking out with open sores. He came to Jagannath Puri and he thought, when I was in Banaris, Mahaprabhu embraced me. I had escaped from jail at the time to join him from Bengal and I dressed myself just like a Muslim fakir so that not to be detected because he was working for the government, he left his government post, the government was after him. I came to the door of, Ch- of Chandrasekhar and Mahaprabhu opened it and embraced me. He felt so humble. How are you? How? Now I'm coming to Puri and my body has all these open sores. What if he embraces me again? That would be a great offense. Therefore, let me throw myself under the Rathi after cart and commit some kind of Vaishnava suicide. What did Mahaprabhu do? He came. He knew his mind. He came. He stopped him. He grabbed him and embraced him. He said, you should understand something. He said, Diksha Kali, Bhakta Kore, Atma Samarpan, Se Kale Krishna Tore, Atma Sham. He said, Diksha Kale, you should know Sanatana. At the time of Diksha, Diksha Kale, the time of getting initiated, bhakta kore atma samarpan. This is very interesting. This diksha is not a moment. It could happen in a moment. But what is it about? Diksha is under the jurisdiction, as I say, of sambandagyan. What is it about? Sambandagyan is the tattva. When we fully understand the tattva, when we've realized the tattva, who's who, what's what, my who I am, what my relationship with Krishna is, that will be understood. Then you can fully do bhakti. The more you have again, the proper conceptualization, the better and the more you can actually engage in bhakti. If you engage in bhakti but you don't understand what it is, will that be as good as understanding what it is, realizing what you're doing and doing that? No. Sambandha means up to this, up to self-realization. What is self-realization? Muktirhitpanyatarupam svarupena vivastitihi, Bhagavatam says. You have to know thyself. What am I? Very esoteric teaching Mahaprabhu was giving to Sanatana Goswami about this. He says, when at the time of Diksha, Atma Samarpana, the disciple fully gives himself to Krishna. Now, when you got Diksha, did you fully give yourself to Krishna? Fully. Krishna says, at that time, when he does that, then Atma Sam, he and I become one. Atmasam. What does it mean to become one with God in Gaudiya Vaishnavism? It means you understand that you're not matter, you're spirit. We're not talking about theoretically, we're talking about realizing that. 
then initiation is complete. Then it is complete. And then, that means the end of sadhana. Sadhana bhakti goes up to asakti. Asakti means, I know myself. Mahaprabhu said it himself. Ayinanda tanuja kinkaram patitamam bishamebhavambudho kripaya tava padapankaja stitutuli sadrisam vichintaya in Shikshastakam. This is asakti. Ayinanda tanuja kinkar. He is given in a, in a couch, in a, in, a, in a veiled way. Nanda tanuja kinkar. He doesn't say what kind of servant exactly, but this is the implication. Bhaktivinotakura has explained like this. He understands, oh, I, I glimpse who I am. What is my relationship with Krishna? Then he passes from sadhana bhakti to bhava bhakti. Bhava bhakti is a distinct thing of its own, but it has elements of sadhana and elements of prem. What is bhava bhakti? What is the sloka? Shuddha Shatva Visheshatma Prema Suryangsu Samyabak. Prema, the Angsu of the Surya, like a ray of the sun of Prem, is dawning in his heart. So it's constituted of Prem, a ray of Prem, a ray of love, and then there's a practice of cultivating that that goes on in Baba Bhakti, which likens it to sadhana. But it's a tattva of its own, Baba Bhakti. Cultivating that self-realization, that the sense of who I am, that I've realized, now I'm entering into that. I've glimpsed it, I want to enter into that. See, in Baba Bhakti, one can fully do bhakti. In sadhana bhakti, if sadhana bhakti is done properly, what? You get bhava bhakti. It's also a stage of cultivation. But without that sense of myself, who I am, I cannot do bhava bhakti. <laughs> that, that is bhav. So Mahaprabhu is saying a very important thing. He says, Diksha Kali, at the time of Diksha, when the devotee, the bhakti Atma Samarpan, fully gives himself, then I make him like one with me. It means I give him realization of his likeness to me, and then he says, what? He says, Se deha kore tar chidanandamai aprakrita dehe krishna chrasana bhajai. Oh, so much in two, two just uh, uh, slokes, Bengali slok, he said so much. He says, then in, in that body that is fully given to, 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 to Krishna, in Guru Seva, fully given, that Sadaka Deha means practitioner's body, Chudanandamai, it becomes spiritual itself. It becomes spiritualized. Now, so many have taken it initiation. Do you have a spiritual body? Is your, is your Sadaka Deha spiritualized? Or is it sometimes still engaged in sense gratification, in relation to sense of Body means senses. That's what it means. They're objects of senses. If we are preoccupied with material sense objects, then to that extent our body, our sadhakadeha, practitioner's body, is not chiranandamoy. It is not spiritualized. 
Mahaprabhu was saying, when you get diksha and you fully surrender, which is what is involved here, not cutting a return ticket, I've gone with my bags packed, I'm here. And all the philosophical implications of this, this is the real idea of diksha. It may take a long time to complete the diksha. What is initiation? Do you understand? And when it's completed, the sadhaka deya becomes spiritualized. What did Prabhupada used to say? In a simple way, he used to say the same thing. You get a, he would call it a spiritualized body, like gold and gold-plated box. He many times would give this example. Gold-plated box is not gold, but it looks like gold and it acts like gold. <laughs> so this sadhaka deya becomes like that. It's the way we regard such people. That way we put their picture and we revere that and so forth. And that we take the Guru's body and we put it in, in what we call samadhi in a tomb rather than cremating. We think, oh, this is worshipable. It has, it's eternal in, in, in some sense, you see. Then, what did he say further? We're not finished. He said, it's all about diksha, what diksha involves, what sambandha involves. Fulfilling that, he says, Aprakrita dehe Krishna charana bujai. As he gives himself fully in his sadhakadeha. And that sadhakadeha itself takes on spiritual characteristics. Chidanandamai. Then aprakrita dehe. In another body, a body that's fully spiritual, not a gold plated one, a gold one. Krishna Charan Bhajan. He does Bhajan to Krishna. Bhajan means, this means inner life. Bhajan means in Gaudiya context to sit and, and, and cultivate inner life. This is for advanced devotees who are truly initiated, who have completed the initiation right, so to speak, who have done their part the equation. It's popular these days to wonder who's a qualified guru and we're looking everywhere and we tend to use our reasoning power to find out why they're not qualified in, in so many ways. First point I want to make to you on this side point. This is not the way you find a guru. You don't find a guru like that. Bodhisakshine, Gopal Tapani says, Guru Bodhisakshine. Krishna is the guru who is the witness of the intelligence. It, what it means is that Krishna manifests in the intelligence of a devotee and reveals to him guru. It's not found by, by fully applying your reasoning. If you fully apply your reasoning, God will disappear. If you, in other words, if you use that as the instrument only for knowing, God will vanish. What to speak of the guru? Like today, many people accept Prabhupada as a bona fide guru. Why? mainly because somebody told them. And who was that somebody? Who had that experience that I'm talking about, that Krishna manifested in their intelligence and showed them. And how did he manifest there? How did you know Prabhupada was your guru? Not because 10,000 people told you, and there were 60 books, and temples everywhere, and uh, not like that, no. Oh, you had to struggle and make and, and, and question and and you had to exercise all of your sincerity. At that time, wow, you, you got some insight. 
went forward. This is how he comes, in this way. In fact, if you want to just take your reasoning and go and examine properly, you'll find a thousand reasons why he should be rejected, or anybody. Like I said, Krishna will disappear. Intellect is mundane, in and of itself. If we exercise that in pursuit of spirituality, spirituality will disappear. We'll make it dead, like the mind and intellect are. It's to go to the spiritual land in a spiritual vehicle. You have to exercise your heart. You have to cry. So people are fond these days of looking for the bona fide guru, but who's looking for it? What are the qualifications of the disciple? Mahaprabhu is telling Sanatana Goswami. This is what it means. Who's prepared to give themselves? Like we like to grab a little information and we'll go tell everybody how to become Krishna conscious. What about Means How are we making progress? Because we sold so many books, that maybe some evidence. But what about what Mahaprabhu is saying here? You, your body becomes spiritualized. And then you glimpse another body, an Prakriti Deha. Then you can do bhajan in that to Krishna. In this way, your life becomes perfect. This is what he told Sanatana Goswami. So I said, anyway, my point is your body is important. You can't commit suicide. <laughs> I'm going to use it for many things. You're truly an initiated person. I'm going to work through you. Okay. Of course, there's a whole concept of Guru Parampara. Who is Guru? Guru is a disciple. I don't understand this point. Guru is a disciple. We are trying to make gurus. This is what we're trying to do. We are trying to make gurus. That means to make real disciples. Because if a real disciple, then Krishna Shakti will fully manifest in him. And with Krishna Shakti, then you can do Sankirtan. Krishna Shakti Vine, Nahi, Tapravartam. Without Krishna Shakti, you cannot effectively spread Krishna consciousness. You may do something, attract some people here, but to change their heart entirely, to capture their heart, to bring them fully under the, under the protective guidance of Sanatana Goswami, pull them fully in with what, what Scripture says, what is the parampara, and then engage them accordingly. This is not such an easy thing to do. We pray to Sanatana Goswami on a day like this. We can understand properly what is Bhakti Siddhanta by His grace, grace of Guru Parampara. We may Shruti Smriti Paranadi Pancharatiki Birimbina. You know this verse? Aikantiki Harayar Bhakti Rutpatai Bhakalpate. You should know this verse. That Bhakti that is not according to Shruti Smriti Paran, proper. This is a disturbance to the society, Rupa Goswami says. It's not just zeal. Just zeal is not enough. Just in, in enthusiasm is not enough. This is a great tradition, great lineage. Our Guru Maharaj came as an emissary of a great tradition. We should not uh, separate him from that whole tradition. It is said to please the Guru will please Guru Parampara. But it also said to please the Guru Parampara, that will please Krishna, that will please the Guru. You understand? And Guru Parampara means, it means one, it literally means one after the other. So, let this go on. This is, this is the desire of Sanatana Goswami. Let this go on, let it go on, uh, nicely, appropriately, 
all over the world. What is required? Oh, we have to be very sincere, very honest, a little open-minded. And we have to have good sangha, good sadhu-sangha. Sadhu-sangha, that is like the fire. If you're going to cook, it's a gradual process, but every, you have to put it on the fire. Otherwise, you cannot say it's cooking gradually. You have to keep that kind of company, good company. In my life, I was fortunate to have the company of my Guru Maharaj. He personally engaged me, personally instructed me, and he was kind enough to acknowledge my seva. He worked uh, in many ways through me, as, 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 as you know. There was a time in ISKCON uh, that whatever I said, whatever I ate, whatever my hours were, any brahmachari wanted to know. How does he do that? He wanted to please Prabhupada by selling books. And Maharaj had a schedule, and they would want to, what does he eat? What, is he, how, how does he, what time does he get up? What does he? If I would say, Pratyatra, do this, Jai Maharaj. You would know, yeah, Prabhupada wants that. Tripurai Maharaj has come to the Chicago temple, and he's giving us inspiration. He's helping us to do what Prabhupada wants. It wasn't a, a reservation at the time, oh, wait a minute, I better call Prabhupada. <laughs> You know, Tripura, I know, Tripurayamara said this. Is that exactly what Prabhupada wanted? This was, this was, I'm not trying to really, uh, forgive me, but, uh, to, uh, praise myself, but I'm, I want to say, this was the state of affairs in ISKCON, a faithful group. Prabhupada created a faithful body, an atmosphere of faith. And, and, it, and so, what he taught, was passed down, and for the, I mean, there are always discrepancies and so forth. This is the material world, so there are problems. But for the most part, he had a system, and we followed the system, and through that system, we, we felt connected with him. And that system involved not everybody knocking on his door and uh, asking him questions. Certain people, for certain reasons, they were commissioned to, to act with responsibility in his movement with regard to the devotional lives of others. Some may have abused that. But everybody didn't. We should hope not. Prabhupada have some good sons and daughters that lived up to his ideal. That would be the evidence of his uh, truly of his uh, his uh, spiritual standing. That is what it said. One has to leave someone behind to bring the others across. This is parampara. So try to get good association. We find you now tomorrow we'll sing uh, the song of. Um, Nartam Yeanilo Premodhan. He's lamenting oh, the disappearance of where is Sanatan? Where is my Rupa gone? Where? This is Nartam Das singing like this. He's wondering, I need association. Where are all these? Where can I get that association? He's seeking that. What to speak of us? How much we need good company. Good association. So I'm thankful, anyway, that some of you have come here. We try to provide an atmosphere here of some good uh, association. I've spoken briefly today about Sanatan Goswami. Too many points to cover all in, in one one talk, but um, I hope you will consider them thoughtfully. And and uh, if you stay a little bit, you can sit and chat, and you can ask some questions. Shri Sanatan Goswami Prabhu ki jai, ki Guru Purnim ki jai, Sanatan Goswami Tirubhav Mahamahotsvatiti ki jai, Sri Sri Gaur Nityananda ki jai, Sri Giraj Gaurana Maharaj ki jai, 
जय श्री श्री कृष्ण बाराम जी की जाए श्री गोरी टिंटा को श्री श्री राधा मारान मोहन की जाए राधा गोविंद देव की जाए राधा गोपीनाथ की जाए जय श्री वृंदवनेश्वरी श्री राधे की जाए गोद भक्त वृंद की जाए गोविंद